Welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast, uh, number two of our video edition here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on the social medias at Get Geekish, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that jazz. I'd love to have you follow along, but uh, I'm Bino, joined by my co-host Derek here. I guess he's here. <laughs> and uh, we're, uh, of course, from isolation once again. And this week we decided we're going to talk about some of the greatest fictional sports ever invented. What, what do we mean by that? Well, lots of fandoms, lots of sci-fi movies, lots of fictional movies have created sports that have actually become part of culture, and some of them look pretty awesome. <laughs> the, the, and some of them look awfully dangerous. Um, yeah, there's know, some ones that look terrible, too. Like Running Man. You know, the whole premise of going through that, and it's American Gladiator style through a whole bunch of different things. you got to live or else you could die. Like, eh, don't sign me up for that. Yeah, I figure that goes in the same, the same vein as, like, Death Race. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could see how it's a sport, per se, but <laughs> that just doesn't seem my cup of tea. But we, we started this whole conversation because so many major sports are shut down. I was just uh, talking to somebody the other day that really, really likes sports, and they were just super down because I, their life is they watch sports four or five nights a week. And there's nothing to do. They can watch, you know, old games. But oh, hey, great! I can watch the 1987 Super Bowl. Woohoo! I <laughs> wonder who's gonna win. I can watch the Rockies home opener from 1997. Great, sweet. Um, but so many sports are on hiatus right now, and some of the seasons are gonna be completely canceled for this year, which is uh, gonna put the whole sports world on its head. But there's some fictional sports that you can get your fix in, and we're gonna help you find some of those. <laughs> yes. One of the obvious ones you can see see behind my co-host right here, Rollerball. Not a great movie. Oh, not, <laughs> not at all. Entertaining, yes. But the but, idea of it is very, very fun sport. It's like roller derby on steroids. <laughs> and uh, it, I feel like Rollerball is almost the exact same game as uh, Murder Ball in Elite of Battle Angel. Which close, very close to it, yeah. Yeah, very, very spectator-oriented sport because there's a lot of death that goes on in the game. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of those ones you're like, well, that looks like fun. No, no, it doesn't. Well, I feel about that too because I, when I was a kid, I loved roller games because I'd stay up super late in a Saturday night, Saturday night, watch Saturday Night Live, then watch American Gladiators, then watch roller games, and. I always loved roller derby as a kid. And even as an adult, roller derby is fun to go watch. But I can't help but think when I'm watching a lot of roller derby matches, like, you are all going to get tremendously hurt. <laughs> well, we tried roller derby once, and we got hurt. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a sport for the, uh, the weak. <laughs> but then you take it to the next level with things like roller ball and murder ball. And... It's not just falling over and getting hurt. It's having things explode and metal boosters. So you're not just skating fast. You're going 70 miles an hour fast and fire and pointed obstacles and all kinds of performance enhancing things like that. So, you know, it's... like you said, it's a spectator sport. Cause like that was one of the ones we, you know, growing up watching running man and um, you know, I saw the original murder ball that came out in the seventies or whatever. You watching that, you're like, this is really cool. And then when you actually step back, like you said, and think about it, and you're like, you know, I don't think I'd like to, it's like the hunger games. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think I'd like to watch the hunger games. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, I don't think I'd like to watch Running Man either because what was that was like convicts playing for a second chance or something like that, and then just mass death all the time. They're like, this guy, oh, he's going up against, you know, blah, 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 buzzsaw or whatever it was. And <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I like American Gladiator because those are tennis balls. I always had a dream to be an American Gladiators. For some reason, I really, really, really wanted to run that assault gauntlet. <laughs> and watching from home, you could never understand how bad some people were at it. You're like, just grab the stupid thing and shoot it at him. Come on. Come on. Thunder's an awful shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one of the big ones that I, I we should probably you know get out of the way at the beginning is Quidditch from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That game in the books and the movie has spawned numerous other clubs that actually play Quidditch for real now. They actually create the goals and get broomsticks and run around and throw things together. So they've created a set of rules to make it an actual game, and this was all something completely invented as part of the Harry Potter series of books. But it's also like, so like it was it was invented, and I'm assuming that when she wrote the books, there's I haven't read them. I don't know how in detail they go with the rules of Quidditch, but I'm assuming when people started adapting it for the real world aspect, they had to add a lot of things because obviously they can't have a snitch just flying around by itself that you have to chase. Yeah. So <laughs> if you catch a wild animal, your team wins. <laughs> <laughs> If a bird flies across the course and you catch it, <laughs> automatic win. Yeah, the, the books actually get fairly detailed about it. I mean, they don't give you every little detail, but they give you enough that you, you feel like you know what's going on with Quidditch, which is fairly impressive yeah. to do, and especially in a kid's book that goes on for things like that. Because <laughs> it was one of the things is watching the movie, you're like, okay, I kind of get this, but I don't necessarily know all the ins and outs. Well, let's just say in general, scoring in Harry Potter, whether it would be Quidditch or house scores, we're all just made up anyway. One thing's like 10 points, 10 points, eh, 10,000 points. Cool, you win. What? What? <laughs> they were losing the entire game. He catches that thing and they, okay, whatever. It's your world, JK. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, there's another uh, sitcom-friendly sport that was made up that I feel like is my style that I want to bring to my office once I go back to it. Uh, Flunkerchon. From the office. We just do races with boxes mm-hmm. of office paper test your feet. I feel like that's something that should happen in real life. Well, I mean, the office Olympics in general were just great. Yeah. I well, can make you a medal of a, you know, a little yogurt top if you want. <laughs> I might take you up on that. <laughs> Maybe I can talk my coworkers into doing office Olympics from home where we just videotape it. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Hey, I wonder if we can do that. Just put a little timer and have little competitions of things we can do. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is another one we're putting another pin in. Uh, another one of my favorite made-up games is basketball. I was wondering if you were going to throw that in there. <laughs> of course. Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Uh, you know, it's kind of a uh, combination of horse and baseball, of all things. <laughs> well, that was another one that's kind of been a, like people adapted it, right? Yeah, they there's enough rules that people made up there. There were actual basketball leagues for a lot of. There's probably still a few around, um, but it was basically just. I mean, in the movie, they never get into the rules enough that you could copy from it. So people just had to watch and make up rules to fit what was going on. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the idea of the game too, is they just made up rules as they went along, and it became 
cannon for their particular game while they're playing it. But and I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd much rather watch professional basketball rather than actual what is filmed is professional cornhole. So that's actually a thing that they have tournaments on and it's on like one of the ESPNs, I'm pretty sure. So I'd much rather watch basketball in that aspect. The cornhole confuses me because I, I do enjoy playing cornhole or beanbags or whatever you want to call it. Some people can't say cornhole without making a smirky face. Um, but there's a lot of people that take cornhole really, really seriously. Like not even having fun, but like if you're talking while they're winding up or you're standing too close to their little bar, they start screaming and yelling and getting veins popping out of their forehead. Most people weird me out a little bit. Yeah. Because a lot of this time happens to like charity cornhole tournaments and people are thrown down like it's the Olympic qualifiers. <laughs> Maybe I just don't have that winning edge. <laughs> I think that's uh, why we quit our golf career too. So Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, another one that I, I see in my house now, versions of, but not called the same as Calvin Ball. Okay. Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> the, the beauty of that thing is it was a recurring theme in Bill Watterson's books of Calvin and Hobbes playing Calvin Ball. But the only static rule of it was that it can never be played the same way twice. <laughs> so every time you play the game, there's a new set of rules and a new set of things on how to do things. And it kind of I kind of laughed at it when I was younger, but now as a parent, those things really hit home because my daughter's the same way. Nothing you can't just do anything without like 17 different rules being added on while you're playing. Even something as simple as connect four. She's trying to add different rules on her, make other things happen. You're like, what do you just put, the, put the chip well, in? <laughs> to be fair, that kind of carries it over. Cause you did the same thing in college, right? I mean, you're sitting there like, all right, we're going to play battleships, but every time I sink a boat, you got to take a shot. So, you know, you add in your own rules there and I don't even know all the plethora of rules for, beer pong or Beirut or whatever you want to call it anymore. So, Oh yeah. The different house rules. Like when you get schooled by somebody that is very into those rules, there's oh. like a whole binder of stuff. You got to know. I'm like, I just want to throw in the cup. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really care if I win or lose. Cause either way I'm winning. <laughs> uh, then there's uh did, did you ever get around to watching Battlestar Galactica? I did not. Okay. Well, there's, there's a game they play in that called pyramid. And uh, they don't go into detail how it's played, but it's basically either one-on-one or in teams. And it's a combination somewhere between basketball and rugby. And there's a triangular court, and they just have to throw each other in this little golden bill. And it's, they never really explain it, but they're just running around, and it looked kind of like – we'll go back to the American Gladiators game when they had to run past the guy in the middle and drop the balls in the basket in the center of the turf. Kind of like that, only there's three different people trying to do it at once. And I think it was basically just an excuse to get them all like sweaty and touching each other as far as the actors go. But it looked like it could have been a pretty fun game. Like I kind of want to look up the rules to see if there's a way to actually play Pyramid. <laughs> You'd also have to come up with uh, the specs to make the, the course itself too. So Yeah, I, I, mean, I need to make sure it's a regulation course. If it's not 14 meters, I'm not playing. <laughs> another, another spectator sport, pod racing. That's... Well, and again, that's one of the ones though, like that's okay. So that's like, we, we, we were watching Harry Potter and everything like that. And one of my favorites is the Goblet of Fire, you know, the whole games and everything like that. Would you actually watch the games 
And yeah, from a movie goer aspect, it's great because we can see what's going on. From a spectator aspect, when they're all underwater doing everything, you're just sitting there going, that's a cool lake. That's awesome. And then when they go in the hedges, you know, for the maze, you're just looking at grass going, huh, I wonder who takes care of all this. Like, you can't see a thing because they don't have like jumbotrons or anything going up on anything, which is mm-hmm. kind of a fail for the wizard world there, but. So, you know, maybe with pod racing, it's one of those, like, when they come by, you're like, yeah. And maybe that's why NASCAR is just a big circle so everybody can see it at all times. That's right. I I was tempted to not put pod racing on this list just because it was just racing. Like, (laughs) if they'd been in cars, it would have been Star Wars NASCAR. But it it, it did have its own little flair, and there was a lot more death. You see some of those wrecks, you're like, there's no way Anakin's walking away from that. Real life, been scraping them off that rock. Use the force. <laughs> uh, there was a yeah, vampire baseball from Twilight making thunder. Mm. <laughs> nah, we'll go Sorry, ahead and skip I, that one. Yeah, well, I don't want to badmouth any of the Twilight fans, but that, that scene in the movie was ridiculous. Like the premise of the book was ridiculous enough, but the way they portrayed it was awful <laughs> especially because a couple of the actors and actresses you could tell had absolutely zero experience ever throwing a ball in their life <laughs> they zoom in so much that you're like oh wow this is awful thanks guys <laughs> one that I, I feel like is coming true is the robot boxing from real steel yeah or you know rock'em sock'em robots you know. I forgot so. there was an actual movie they made too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually it's actually a decent movie. Well, it's actually an entertaining movie. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like Real Steel was a very very undervalued movie that Hugh Jackman was in. But yeah. uh, the whole idea of just having somebody controlling robots to fight in a ring rather than you know people have to get all up in arms now because you know, professional football players getting concussions, MMA fighters getting hurt with lifelong injuries and dying and things like that. As soon as you can start fighting with robots, then it doesn't care if they die until the robots begin. Well, and what better <laughs> time than now when we're all stuck inside? Mm-hmm. Look, you can work from home. Somebody can control a robot from home. Come on. Exactly. And you can take it on a smaller scale, too. You don't have to have a full-on, like, giant robots fighting on there. You could do the Big Hero 6 style and just have little miniature robots fighting, which they do some of those as well. But I, I feel like they just need to come up with a system of some of these uh, – entertainment fights that just have the specific rules laid out because I feel like even some of the battle bot shows, it's such a crapshoot of like, well, we might see one robot just destroy everything else or they might just fall over a whole lot. <laughs> Wasn't that like robot wars when that was prime on TV, I remember getting so excited watching it. And then you're like, Oh man, this robot has a hammer. It's going to destroy the other robot, everything like that. And it starts hit with a hammer and it's doing nothing. It's just like <laughs> just putting like, vents in it. You're like, Oh, this one has a saw. Let's see. Oh, oh, it's not going fast enough to do. Okay, that's. that's Did cool. you guys test these beforehand? <laughs> it was always kind of a letdown. Yeah. Now, one that I wish wish could be real. Uh, how about Rocket League? Yes, I was going to say we're going to go video game rows because Rocket League would be a lot of fun. And if somebody's like, "What's Rocket League?" It is soccer and racing kind of put together like 
three cars go against another three cars that try to get the ball in the net and it goes all over and it's crazy. Yeah. Physically impossible, but it's a fun game. (laughs) It's a fun game. Well, I mean, technically we're kind of there since esports is a thing. So, you know, just, yeah. Don't want to, don't want to cross that line with it per se. Cause I think for for the average person, like people that are into esports, love watching esports. But the average person flipping through channels, esports is not a big draw right now. It's still why would I watch somebody play video games? <laughs> well, it, what is funny though is you say that, but a lot of football players and basketball players are playing like NBA, oh yeah, everything like that the, the, online the, and getting tons of people watching it. The the future of it will be there, but at this juncture in time. It's still not a household name enough that people even understand the concept of how or why, because I think, especially with older generations, they look at it and they're like, I had to watch my kids do this. Well, I got to watch somebody else's kids do this. <laughs> True. Uh, I, I'd love to see pro bending from the legend of Korra, but you know, it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm just going to get a piece of metal. Now who in, if, there were benders in real life. We'll just go with that for right now. Which style of bending is going to come out on top? Oof. Probably water bending. Right? You think? I don't know. I, I, I think if you were going to put all those together, earth bending would probably take the cake on almost all of those. It can stop Maybe. fire. It can stop water. It can stop wind. It's tough. You can knock somebody else out. True. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Because any other of those ones, like, <laughs> enough water or water pressure could stop solid earth. But <laughs> same thing with fire. Fire is not going to stop a rock. True. See, I, I'm just saying. I'm not, I'd take tough on my team, even if she couldn't see. <laughs> through feet <laughs> uh, but I mean that's just a few of them were there some other sports you thought of that we could uh, bring into this little foray here I don't know Mike I was looking at the 11 best fictional sports and for the 11 best fictional sports seeing the Hunger Games on there is really disheartening um, so, so that's seeing that on there I'm like I don't know if I want to watch kids try to compete for food. So. Can you imagine what the commercials must be like for that? Tune in Sunday. One of these nine-year-olds is going to die. <laughs> Do you get the popcorn and get your family. <laughs> um, you know, Tron kind of had its own whole little like made-up game type of thing going on in there. Which but is, that's another one where it, it is technically a video game, so it's like where do you where do you draw the line on there? Well, okay, so you look at the Witcher series, they created Gwent in the game, which is now an actual kind of like card game trading thing, like magic, sort of. So uh-huh. there's that. Um, I feel like there's another another video game that kind of did that same thing where it created like a side thing and then created a sport out of it in a sense. Mm. Because I mean, I you guess said what, that, all, I can I, think is, all I can think of is chocobo racing. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's racing, so <laughs> I know. There, there's Blurns Ball from Futurama. That was always a fun one. In the future, baseball was too boring, so they modernized it with tying the ball to an elastic tether and a giant tarantula helps ferry the balls about. 
<laughs> Which you wouldn't be about, but. No, but I'd love to watch it happen. True. <laughs> the, the croquet from Alice in Wonderland, that was a real game, but it, it took a little different turn with things that were alive and moving around. With the flamingos? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at all these lists, and of course, Quidditch is like top, and then the Hunger Games. Um, hey, what about Tap Ball from The Simpsons? What was Tap Ball? I forgot about that one. Um, the only equipment you need is a smartphone, 13 balls of varying size, bats made of glass, some chalk to mark the many end zones, a quaffle, Kevlar body armor. <laughs> um, it was invented by Homer, so there's rules aren't very clear. The only rule of tap ball is there are no more than 67 rules. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, somebody had the list on there, too, of worst made-up sports. Professional wrestling. Ooh. <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. <laughs> Skeet surfing from Top Secret. I feel like the toughest part about this is when we're looking at some of these different things, there's so many mentions of sports in made-up worlds, but there's never enough depth to actually know what they're playing. Like even right. cartoons, like the fantasy lands, they're playing a game, you're like, oh, they got a stick and a net. They're playing something that's kind of like, uh, okay, well, I guess they're done now. And it's just like little things, and it's trying to get you involved like these people have these characters have sports they're playing, but they don't have to actually explain what it is. They just, okay, yeah, they get a helmet to do that thing. Cool. Whatever. Well, and that's the, that's the thing growing up too. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there's a couple aspects where you're sitting there watching something like that looks like fun. And then they just came over like, I wanted to know more. <laughs> Why not me? But then there's the other side too. Of, I think a lot of movies take this problem too. Like, uh, you have a movie that's not a sports movie, but then the sports become a big part of it. <laughs> and I feel like that's a tough audience mm. to win either way. Cause if you did, if you didn't want to watch a sports movie, you don't care that a 40 minute sports scene is in a very important part of the plot. Whereas a lot of people, if they want a sports movie, they don't care about the story outside of what's going on in the sport. So it's, it's a tough line to walk. <laughs> very true. And like, I know it's not a, I know it's not a sport, but wizard chess would be really fun. Ooh, yeah. Minus the death part again. <laughs> yeah, or the or the little holographic hologram game from Star Wars. Yes, that one would be very fun. I actually have a wizard's chest set in the basement. The pieces don't move. But it's, it's it, I was gonna say it's not the same. They don't destroy each other. It's not magical. <laughs> it, that always made me think of. Did you ever play battle chess when you were younger? No. Battle chess was great. It was on the old DOS computers. And it was just chess, but all the characters were very poorly animated and pixelated graphics. But every time we took a piece, they would have to just hack each other to bits, and each piece had its own way that it killed things. And it would take right. forever because some of the, the little killing scenes, when you okay, pawn pawn moved there, and then it would march up, and then they'd both take out their weapons, and they'd fight and fight and fight, and then the, they'd win and all those things. But it would take forever because when you start taking pieces back and forth. We were only 20 moves into this game, and this has been like 40 minutes. Like, we just, and then you eventually turn the animations off and just play. But I still have some of those little 8 bit sounds in my head that I can hear. I've been like, you know, the best part of the video of this is 
people can see the nostalgia on her faces now because I feel like when you said DOS system, it should have went for <laughs> <her> flashback. <laughs> Back in a land of 28K bond modems. When you could actually have human interaction, but you didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> I used to use a computer to get away from people. <laughs> now I have to use a computer to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the future, man. Kids these days, get off my lawn. <laughs> hey, we're only we're only what a couple of hard drives away from seeing robots fight each other like real steel. Oh yeah, so, a, I, I was watching this. Uh, I think it was on CNN or Tech World or something like that. There's some legitimate uh, robot fighting that's coming along the way, and some physical augmentation of people using like exosuits to fight and things like that. But should geez. be really cool in a way. Maybe, maybe this is how Skynet actually starts as the robots fight each other and then they're like, no. <laughs> Why are we punching each other? We can punch those little meaty things. They die easy. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's how Skynet becomes active. It's not because they're trying to overtake us. They just realize that we're easy to kill. Yep. They're doing it for sports. They just one of the things like mid fight, they're like, hold on. I saw that mechanic over there. He was trying to do something with me and he squished his hand real easy. So <laughs> you're made of t- t- titanium. He's made of squishy stuff. Hmm. <laughs> I, sorry. Uh, hey, 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 Google, don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let us know what you think. If, if there's, I'm sure we missed something because every time we do a podcast on a specific subject like this, as soon as we're done, we both go, oh, wait, why didn't we mention that? So go ahead and let it fly. Go to the comments or uh, social media at GetGeekish and uh, let us know what some of your favorite fictional sports are because, look, we're all going to need some entertainment. Maybe there's some fictional sports that I need to watch that I've never seen before that I'm going to be amazed by, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe you should rewatch Rollerball and then the original one from the seventies. I feel I feel like I need to put together a list of Rollerball, like the growth of, and have an old roller derby movie, and then Rollerball, and then Elite Battle Angel. Just watch the evolution of it go down, go down there. You know, maybe you should. <laughs> okay, so the the trifecta to start with, I always go Whip It, Rollerball, Alita. The original Rollerball or the Chris Klein one? I was thinking the Chris Klein one because the original one's okay. The original one's pretty dated at this point. <laughs> Could be, it, yeah. It's one of the, oh, that's that's definitely one thing that a lot of fictional sports movies, especially, don't necessarily stand the the test of time. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll uh, let it go right there. So uh, let us know at Gig Geekish fictional sports. What we miss? What's amazing? What's terrible? What do we need to add to my watch list? So uh, let us know. And then we'll talk at you again from isolation next week. But uh, it's at Gig Geekish, and we'll talk at you later. <laughs>